Thanks. Great stuff. See fellas. you. Thanks, Good guys. Luck today. Yeah. It's only an hour with Jeff and Jordan every weekday from 11 to noon right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. And yeah, definitely check out what they've got going on over at Horns 24-7 for some fantastic National Signing Day coverage. Uh, We are hoping to talk to Justin Wells of Inside Texas and InsideTexas.com towards the end of the hour. I think we're shooting for 1245 for the time of that interview. So maybe the last 10, 15 minutes of our show, we'll get to chat about National Signing Day and Texas Longhorn football with the very first guest in the history of the award-winning Midday with Trey and BK. Trey, before we ever won any awards, the first person we talked to besides each other was uh, Justin Wells. So uh, he's tied in, he's plugged in, he knows his stuff. And hopefully we get the chance to uh, talk to him about this great recruiting class that Steve Sarkeesian has put together before today's show. Yeah, we love Justin. And he was the very first guest. And he is the first person I thought of when I came back to Austin and started a weekday talk show for the very first time with you. We hit the ground running and I knew that there was one person to help us out with Longhorn information. That is the most... Uh, dialed in guy, not just in terms of UT stuff, but the guy has so many relationships with players, with parents, with coaches. It's insane. BK, I wanted to start today's show with a bit of a magic trick. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Now you see me. Now you don't. And even though you don't see me, you can still hear me right now. How cool of a trick is this as I get my ring lights which i forgot to set up before getting going today and it affects the shadows in a way that's going to be distracting for me so now you see a little bit more light on the screen and voila have we reappeared there's unfortunately not a, a poof of smoke to bring me back into the picture but pretty pretty cool huh it's the worst fucking magic trick i've ever seen where's the laser show at least give me some effects when you're leaving and coming back in. I've got to be really careful about this because if I don't for, if I don't remember to turn this thing off, then it goes off whenever I'm interviewing people on Zoom with much more serious conversations. Except it doesn't do the cool fucking laser show. It does these goddamn balloons every time. The mm. balloons are a really hard thing to explain away. Some people are amused and some people are like, who is this jabroni? Yeah, I think they're walking into a serious interview and then you just hit them with the balloon effect and it's like, what did I just get myself into? Or we have a really good conversation. Actually, an example of this is Billy Walters and I may try and play at least some, if not all of that conversation on on, uh, this channel as well. The most renowned sports gambler in the history of sports gambling. We had this great conversation about his life. It's you know, there are a few witty moments, but it's a pretty serious deal. And at the very end, after he thanks me and says, I did a great job, fucking balloons just start floating up out of nowhere. I'm like, I'm Billy, I'm sorry. I, I swear I just took that compliment seriously. My apologies. There's something that's been switched on my computer and I don't know how to change it. Oh, that is incredible. That is incredible. All right, let's get into National Signing Day, and we'll do an earlier version of where we add in society because, uh, once again, Justin Wells hopefully joining us at 1245 this afternoon. But, uh, boy, what a day it's been for Texas football, and Longhorn fans have been on pins and needles since the morning because of one Ryan Wingo, one of the four five-stars 
that Texas has committed in this recruiting class of 2024. Uh, no drama with the other three, including Xavier Filsamy, the guy who flipped from Florida to Texas a couple of days ago. He submitted his national letter of intent early this morning. Um, who else? Brandon Baker, the five-star offensive lineman from the state of California, sent his national letter of intent pretty early this morning. Of course, Colin Simmons, the five-star edge from Duncanville. No drama there. All three of those guys gave us their letters early today, but Ryan Wingo has, you talk about milking the process. He has milked this thing down to the teat, dude. And we're still waiting on official, official confirmation from the University of Texas itself, right? The at Texas football Twitter account tweets out a graphic or a short video whenever they get the uh, NLI processed for whatever player. They haven't posted that tweet yet, but Ryan Wingo's brother did tweet within the last 30 minutes Basically, an affirmation that uh, it's all good. Wingo is sticking true to his commitment, and he will be signing with the University of Texas. He's torn, and apparently the money is very similar, but Ryan and his family, look at what Steve Sarkeesian has done offensively and how he's helped develop wide receivers and get them to that next level. And if he sticks with Texas, that may be the determining factor because there was uh, a lot of his heart that wanted to go to Missouri, but... His heart for sure, but also his mind realizes that he's best off in Austin. Yeah, I think there was one thing that made this a tough decision for Ryan Wingo, and that was the oh, fact are we that doing... he's... Oh, go ahead. What happened? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, now I'm intrigued. The fact that he's from Missouri, right? Like, usually Texas, Missouri, that's a battle that's going to favor Texas 99 times out of 100. But, yeah, we are talking about a kid uh, who grew up in and played his high school ball in the state of Missouri. So the chance to play for your state school, to be around friends, to be around family, like that's super appealing. So yeah, you know, uh, Ryan Wingo, of course, Mizzou was obviously recruiting him, but I'm sure Ryan Wingo had family members trying to push him to stay close to home. I'm sure a bunch of Ryan Wingo's teammates in high school and friends in high school were like, dude, like I'll get to watch you. If you go to Mizzou, go to Mizzou. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Texas has done such a good job and I'll credit Mizzou. Like they, they've turned things around. They had a great year this year for Eli Drinkwitz. They're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, they've got some things rolling right now in the SEC East. But, you know, Texas, like you said, they've developed wide receivers at an incredibly high level. Uh, Texas is about to have two receivers going in the first two rounds of this year's NFL draft. Jordan Whittington will probably be a draft pick, too. And, you know, for as good as Mizzou was this year, well, Texas has been even better, and the Longhorns are playing in the college football playoff. So, uh, yeah, look, Mizzou has a lot going for it right now, especially the fact that uh, that's where Ryan Wingo is. But obviously, Texas has a lot going for it, too. And it seems like this thing is is going to go the way that we had hoped. And God, Ryan Wingo, I mean, there were reports this morning that he slept in, like overslept his alarm to the point where he actually tweeted out something saying that he's awake and then even after that, there was still a long delay in, in terms of any sort of announcement for where he was going to go. But, uh, yeah, it seems like dust has settled and, and it's all good. And according to Daryl G, I'm going to fact check this, even though I trust you, Daryl, the, uh, the tweet is in from Texas football. Oh, yeah, it's in 56 seconds Dang. ago. Ryan Wingo officially a Longhorn. So fear not, Longhorn fans, the, uh, the fourth five-star for Texas is official. Ryan Wingo coming to Texas. And Trey, it's an important position. 
for the Longhorns because they're losing a lot in that wide receiver room. The expectation for me, and I think for a lot of people who cover this team and who cover recruiting, is that Wingo is going to be a big-time player for this, this Longhorns team as a true freshman. Red flag that he slept in on National Signing Day? Are we worried about that? Maybe there's some uh, irresponsibility going on here. Kidding, of course. See, when you started the assessment of why Wingo might stick with Missouri, I thought you were going to go girlfriend heading to Missouri, which has much greater pull than wanting to stay at home and play for your state school. Although, I guess we're thankful that Ryan Wingo grew up in Missouri and not, oh, I don't know, Alabama. But in the end, Texas does win out at a position of need, at a position that they're targeting guys in the transfer portal, and they're looking to uh, lock up a really good class uh, high school-wise as well with guys who are some of whom may be early enrollees, but even if they're not, they come in, they hit the ground running, or opportunities to play or at least to to serve the depth chart. And even if not, you expect Wingo to do something next year as a five-star, even if he's not necessarily starting at receiver, Uh, There are opportunities to be had, and this coaching staff does a great job of staying on dudes and making sure that they're getting better, even if they're not getting significant playing time on the field their true freshman season. Yeah, uh, I do wonder what this wide receiver room will look like in 2024. Of course, course, Matthew Golden, the transfer from Houston, is uh, coming here. You've got Jontae Cook, the five-star from the class of 2023, who's coming back. You just have a lot of unproven commodities there, but there's a ton of talent in that room and obviously Ryan Wingo just adds to that list. Got to be a, a tough predicament if you're an athlete like Ryan Wingo, going back to the whole girlfriend conversation. Like, on one hand, you want somebody who loves you for you, right? And you get worried if you get famous and get rich that the girl that you start dating is only in it for the money. So it's like, I, you know, I've known this girl since middle school or high school, like before I was famous, and I know she actually loves me, and I'm going to stick with her. But, God, it's got to be tough to stick with one girl when you're rich and famous, you know? I couldn't do that. I was not rich or famous in college, and I had no shot of sticking with one girl. I don't know how these type of guys do stuff like that. That's impressive, but also insane to me. You don't know what you don't know, and maybe it's a situation. This is obviously a full-on hypothetical at this point because this is not the case for Wingo, but maybe you've dated that person for two years. That's your first significant other, and you – are deeply in love or think you're deeply in love. You don't realize everything else that's out there. And perhaps there are uh, those of the opposite sex or same sex. Not that there's anything wrong with that for the individual uh, that are, that you're better off with. So it's hard because it's like, no, you don't want to necessarily take a decision that you've made as a teenager and turn that into the rest of your life. Especially if you're talking about, being in love or wanting to live coexist with somebody for the rest of your lives together. Some people don't know any better, unfortunately for them. But then there's also the situation where you, uh, you can trust that person as you continue to get richer and more famous. And maybe it turns into more of a political or business setup where even if there are some things happening on the side, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying this is how it goes. Sometimes that's the person that you can still come home to each and every night because they are your rock. They are part of the foundation of uh, what allows you to stay tethered as a human. Mm. Yeah, the girlfriend can play a role. A 214 number texts in. That's the reason we lost Billy Bowman to Oklahoma, because his girlfriend plays softball up there. Forgot Ooh. about that. Now Is that Billy right? Bowman, yeah, now Billy Bowman's one of Oklahoma's best defensive players. Would have been nice to have that dude in Austin, for sure. So Ryan Wingo is coming. 
Great news for Texas fans everywhere. There were 22 players committed to the University of Texas before today. 21 of those 22 have signed. The one who hasn't is the aforementioned Aaron Hampton. And as Jeff and Jordan mentioned before they got off the air today, they expect Aaron Hampton to sign with Alabama, not with the University of Texas. So that's okay. Look, Aaron Hampton, a four-star corner. We'd love to have him. I say it all the time. You can never have too many corners in today's college football. Uh, The good news for Texas, the Longhorns already have three to four other corners signed in this class. And why it's three to four is because I'm not sure what Kobe Black's going to play when he gets to the 40 acres. Uh, But Texas still has plenty of uh, other recruits coming in at that position. So if Aaron Hampton does decide to take his talents to Tuscaloosa, the Longhorns should be okay. But that's it. I mean, the writing for that one, Trey, has kind of been on the wall for the last couple of weeks. Now that this Ryan Wingo situation has resolved itself, it's it's to this point an uneventful, a relatively uneventful signing day for the University of Texas. No huge surprises. This is kind of how we should expect things to go in the future, too, because this is how things have kind of been in the past. There is the occasional surprise, but even the flips that catch people off guard from back in the day, they don't keep catch people off guard anymore. The flip that Texas just had with the safety from McKinney, Everybody knew about that as the worst kept seeker for what a couple of months, a month at least. Yeah. And same thing with this kid who's going to end up at Alabama instead of Texas, too. It's great that we can get to this point, this sort of finish line, and the early enrollees can come in over the next couple of weeks and start getting to work. But because recruiting has become a 24-7 thing, and there are people who do a very good job of covering recruiting for a living, uh, They do a very good job, which means you're dialed in on what exactly is going to happen here. Even if a kid is trying to keep something a complete surprise, it's just it's next to impossible at this point. Honestly, when you do get one of those surprises, it's like credit to this person because they probably told nobody else, not even their parents, what was going to happen. Yeah, you can't get away with anything nowadays and you can't hide anything nowadays. I mean, there were reports this morning about Ryan Wingo oversleeping. Like, now we know when these guys are asleep and when they're awake. It's effing Santa Claus out there, dude. Like, that's yeah. that's what we have. This stuff is, like you said, 24-7, 365. So, it's, you don't get too many, like, massive, massive surprises on signing day. Not just with Texas, but with anybody because people are just so locked into this stuff all the time. And, BK, I'm just hearing from a source right now that the source on that Ryan Wingo sleeping in information was Jim Harbaugh, of all people. (laughs) Harbaugh thinking Michigan might have had an outside chance to land Wingo, so he was apparently peeping through his bedroom window just to check one way or the other. I heard Harbaugh was uh, in a sleeping bag on the floor next to Wingo's bed. Do I have that right? That, that is not correct. Apparently, he was sleeping in the bushes outside. Not mm. sure how he got a hold of uh, Ryan Wingo's hand lotion or why he would need hand lotion outside near his sleeping bag like that. But yes, Jim Harbaugh, unfortunately, in the end, does not win out on the services for one Ryan Wingo. Uh, that is gross. Yeah, Harbaugh forgot to bring a toothbrush, so he's using his finger to brush his teeth, I heard, too. He's going with that bit. Ooh, that's a uh, new uh, new version of the whole rule in India about how they wipe their ass and prepare their food and shake hands. Apparently in India. In that order? What I'm saying is 
Jim Harbaugh is doing things other than just brushing his teeth with his pointer finger. And so uh, hopefully he had access to a sink prior to that. In India, have you heard this before about why people get so sick when they go to India? No. It's a disease-ridden country. You ready for this? I feel like I have lived in India for the last two months because I've been sick nonstop. But yes, I am ready for this. Well, then maybe you should stop doing as the Indians do, Asian Indians, not Native American Indians, and wipe your ass with your left hand and do everything else with your right hand while not being very hygienic with cleaning left hand off in between. Because that is apparently the commonality in India because the uh, the sanitation situation, not as good. Indoor plumbing, not as prevalent. Toilet paper, not uh, not at, always at the uh, a nearby reach if you are doing that business. That you mm. clean yourself off with water, but also with your left hand. And you use your right hand for shaking and for cooking food. Like you can get away with cooking food with just one fucking hand. Uh, I'm going to throw up, dude. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Indian food before this, and now I'm never eating Indian food again. I would like to think that the Indian food that you get here in the States is not being prepared by somebody who is cleaning off with their left hand in the bathroom. We They do have access to indoor plumbing here in the U.S., and they need to utilize that shit. One of the greatest inventions in human history. Very hasty generalization on my part, but I'm making the generalization. I'm out on Indian food, even if it's not Indians preparing it, even if it's being prepared by people who have never been to India in their life. Because of that story you just said, uh, I am out. And as Rex says, that's why Indian food is so spicy. Mm. Nasty. Hope y'all are enjoying your lunch out there. There could be a couple of other pieces of good news for Texas. Now, these wouldn't be massive surprises because of what we just talked about. There aren't very many of those on signing day now in 2023. But uh, Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker who's been committed to A&M for the last few months, a lot of people thinking that he is going to flip to Texas today. I think he's making an announcement tonight, like in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, about where he is going to sign. So as of right now, still an A&M commits, but a lot of people feel like the Longhorns are uh, are going to get that flip and ultimately get Ty Anthony Smith as a part of this class too. And then Dominic McKinley, speaking of the Aggies, uh, five-star defensive tackle. I, I don't know if we'll get a Dominic McKinley decision today. Uh, if he does do anything today, he will sign with A&M, but people think that he's going to push his commitment slash signing back to February, the old National Signing Day or National Signing Day 2, whatever you want to call it, uh, and a few other schools will get involved. Texas has been pushing. Oklahoma has been pushing. LSU has been pushing. Um, so we'll see if we get anything from Dominic McKinley. But those are a couple of guys. Alex Foster, a Baylor commit, another guy who uh, is reportedly interested in Texas, and you might see a flip from him as well here in the uh, the midnight hour. So a couple of other pieces of good news could be coming Texas's way. Uh, there's already been a lot today, but there, there might be some more coming for Longhorn fans. Hey, you know what? It's been pouring this week with regards to good recruiting news. So let's bring some more on on National Signing Day proper, maybe over the next couple of days before that early signing period window closes once again. Yep, Texas currently has the uh, number five class in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, we'll ask Justin about all this stuff, Trey, but is there a player or two 
that excites you the most from this class of 2024? You, you can go with the five stars and make it easy if you want. If there's an under-the-radar guy that uh, has your attention, like who, who are you most excited about getting on campus for Texas? I'm going to go with the lowest hanging fruit, but also not make it difficult on myself at all. Colin Simmons is an absolute freak. There's a reason why he's consensus top 10 player in the country. He is nasty coming off the edge and has a chance to continue evolve that edge rusher position where Texas was struggling so mightily up until this year. And it started to get better this year. And with the addition of a guy like Colin Simmons, the sky's the limit over the next three to four years. Yeah. Oh, man. Him and Anthony Hill yeah. on the same defense for at least two seasons, maybe three seasons. That is a scary thought for everybody else and a very exciting thought for all of us. Uh, I'll go with a couple of under the radar guys. And sure. I'm just basing this on what experts have to say and what guys who uh, study this stuff have to say. Uh, the tight end, Jordan Washington from Langham mm -hmm. Creek out of the Houston area. I know Jordan Scruggs is pretty high on him. Was a three-star for most of the recruiting process and now just got upped to a four-star because it's the Texas bump. We know how that works. The Aggie and Sooner fans have taught us that. If this kid had signed with AM, he'd actually be a two-star right now. But because he is signed with the Longhorns, he is now a four-star. Uh, Jordan Washington, look, and I, I don't know what Jatavion Sanders is going to do. Like, I guess there's a chance JT comes back which would be crazy, but crazy awesome. Would love to have him back. I, I just, I don't know if that's in his best interest. And I don't know if that's a serious uh, thought that he's having right now. But uh, if he comes back, okay, great. More tight end depth. If he leaves, yeah, Gunnar Helms is a solid player. He's made some things happen for this team. I think he's going to be fine if he's this team's starting tight end in 2024. But there could be some opportunity for uh, Jordan Washington to get some early, early run. And we know uh, how important a tight end can be in the Steve Sarkeesian offense. So I like his game a lot. 6'4", 225. He's a name to look out for. And then, like, we're all we're all looking for the next Devondre Sweat, right? I mean, not just Texas fans, but, like, everybody is hoping that they can turn a three-star kid into an Outland Trophy winner. And, look, I, I, comparing anybody to T-Sweat in that regard feels silly. But DeAndre Robinson is another name that a lot of people think is underrated. Uh, by these recruiting ranking services. He's just a three-star. Uh, he's listed as the 65th best D lineman in this class. He's from Orlando. And I just, yeah, from what I hear, he's 6'4", 315 right now. From what I hear, it's like, if there is a kid who two, three years down the road is like, how the hell was that guy only a three-star? He could be this kid. And I don't know if it's fair to expect anything from a, a three-star as a true freshman. But maybe down the road, once again, DeAndre Robinson could be uh, a really, really impactful force on the interior of this Texas D-line. And, Trey, we obviously know how important it is to have good defensive tackle play. Yeah, if there's any position that I'm not worried about in the future right now, I guess there's a couple. I'm not all that worried about running back right now. feel pretty good at quarterback, too. But defensive line, maybe 1A with regards to position groups and your optimism or pessimism in the uh, the – Short term and the long term as well. I mean, Bo Davis has continued to crush it on the recruiting trail and they've done a great job of developing guys too. So even though you're about to lose the two most productive interior linemen in college football this year, there are more guys waiting in the wings. You may get Alfred Collins back next year for one more season, but guys like Vern, Vernon Broughton are really ready to start making names for themselves as well. Yeah, got a uh, YouTube comment. Freddie Dubose, one of the wide receivers in this class from somewhere in Texas. 
some small city in Texas, Smithson Valley, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Livingstone, the other wide receiver. Yeah, it's a great class. It's a top five class right now. And uh, maybe there's a chance it goes a couple of spots higher if Texas is able to get some flips from some of the names that we brought up earlier. So, um, yeah, Sark's doing a bang-up job. Top three class last year, top five class this year. The portal's been kind to Texas. Uh, this is uh, it's a great time to be a Texas Longhorn fan. There's no doubt about that. Hey, so Evan Stewart just entered the transfer portal yesterday, the wide receiver out of A&M. How do you feel about him ultimately ending up in Austin, dude? Would love to have him. Yeah. Would love to have him. I mean, that guy is a stud number one receiver in the nation in the class of 2022 and did some pretty damn good things on the field for AM last year despite inconsistent play and injuries at quarterback uh yeah i'd love to have him now there are people who are questioning the attitude of evan stewart and for me i trust sark like if sark feels good about evan stewart then he'll give him an offer and okay i'm all in on this guy and I think, Trey, I heard Jeff and Jordan talking about this. I think the culture here is good enough to where even if you have, like, one kind of bad apple, and I don't even feel comfortable yeah. putting that on Evan Stewart because I don't know the kid. He, he could be a great kid, and all of this stuff could be hogwash. But uh, even if there is, like, one bad apple, I feel like Texas is good enough culture-wise, both with the coaches but, more importantly, the players, to where, okay, like, they'll be able to keep an Evan Stewart type in line if he is that guy. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I I think there's a chance Texas was waiting for Evan Stewart. Uh, obviously, they signed Matthew Golden, but there have been a number of other receivers in the transfer portal, and Texas hasn't shown that much interest. Or they haven't been at least that aggressive in their pursuit of some of the other top receivers in the portal. Maybe they've been waiting for Evan Stewart, and uh, that's the second receiver that I think the Longhorns want to bring in in the portal. I'd love to have him. What about you? Be a hell of a, another shoe to drop. Oh, I guess. And yeah, I would rather have him over, let's say someone like Juice Wells, who obviously has committed elsewhere at this point. Is he at Ole Miss? Is that where he ended up deciding on? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. So Evan Stewart would be a huge deal. And it gives you that much more confidence that this Texas passing attack is not going to skip a beat, even if they lose Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, and Jordan Whittington off of this year's team, and possibly J.T. Sanders, too. I've asked some other people, because I know you mentioned yesterday that some are wondering if JT Sanders might return next year. I've asked some people about that. I don't feel confident that to be the case. It would be awesome if it happens. But ultimately, I'm I'm not holding my breath on that one. So we just need yeah. to continue developing Gunnar Helm, who I think has done a great job as the backup tight end this year. Occasional starter when JT Sanders was out for a small period of time. And then uh, some of the other backups on the roster to go along with guys that they've recruited this year as well. Yeah, how about this? potential wide receiver room for texas i mean you're obviously losing a lot with the three guys you brought up but yeah golden jonte cook ryan wingo evan stewart do you imagine that as your top four in your wide receiver group yeah, that's good that looks yeah. good yeah i'll take that and deandre moore and niblet and some of these other cats too uh that would be pretty damn good uh it's official by the way according to the website twitter.com it's new, Trey. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Um, Aaron Hampton has flipped from Texas to Alabama. Uh, on the code on the code text line, 512-222-9328. A 210 number says Bama through an NIL deal offered Hampton 175000 in signing bonus to flip. No idea if that's true, but 
You know what uh, the great Teddy Roosevelt once said, Trey? You can't put anything on the Coda text line that isn't true. That's right. Just like with the internet, anywhere from 99 to 1% of everything you read on the, on the Coda text line and the YouTube comments line is either true or complete bullshit, one of the two. <laughs> That's how it works right there. Shout out to Coda for being one of our great sponsors here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. And uh, also shout out to our man Tom McKay. And AV Consultations, a quick word from them. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512 255 8678 or online at avconsultations.com. And if you want visual evidence for how good AV Consultations is, just look behind me. These two TVs put up by AV Consultations. Notice there's no wire sticking out. Like before I met Tom, I tried to do this shit myself. I had a four TV set up once, like that I did by myself. And they were four different TVs. There were wires all over the place. It looked horrible. It was hard to use. And then, thank God, I met Tom because, uh, yeah, AV Consultations has made my life so much easier as a sports fan and obviously in this line of work, too. Trey, I'm sure you feel the same way. Saw Tom last night at the Stars game. He was ecstatic to have his daughter, Camilla, back home. Camilla's awesome people, too, finishing another semester at Emerson in Boston. And, yeah, same thing with us. And it's probably a little bit more important for us in the Elling household with uh, little bodies and little hands that love tugging on random wires Versus the, well, I guess the victims that uh, end up at your apartment. They, uh, they they try anything they can to escape your clutches. No, they're not allowed to use the TVs. They can't touch any of that stuff. It's too valuable. That's, uh, that, that's probably a good call by you. But uh, I didn't even realize that they could do that. They just did it for me, realizing that we had little kids in the house when they came over here several years ago. And we're none the wiser since. It's the case downstairs in our living room, upstairs with that video game nook now, too. And they even had the foresight to ask me, hey, in a couple of years, your kids are going to play video games. You want us to put some ports in to make it easier to just plug the ports into the wall that then can go the, into the TV upstairs? I'm like, hell freaking yeah, sure enough. I mean, they were visionaries. They made that happen as well. Yeah, I should have done that in my new place because once NCAA football comes back, I'm going to be back into video games again. Mm -hmm. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Shout out to ABC. Shout out to Covert Bee Cave as well. Love those folks. They're hooking us up with a rental car for our trip to New Orleans next weekend. We hope to see all of you out there. By the way, we'll be broadcasting live from Manning's uh, on January 1st as part of that Texas One Fund tailgate party that's going on literally all day long, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can watch the game at Manning's if you uh, are going to the Big Easy but don't have a ticket to the game. Uh, you can hang out with us. We'll be doing some pregame broadcasting from there. And you can buy tickets right now at texassugarbowl.party. Yes, real website, texassugarbowl.party. Cover BK hooking us up, though, with the car out there. And they can hook you up with a newer pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Talk about the perfect holiday gift. Uh, you can find it at Cover BK. Plus, the service out at that Cover BK spot, 86 service base. So if something's wrong with your car, you need it worked on, uh, go out there. You're not going to be waiting forever. The small shops, they got one or two bays. You're going to be there for an hour or two if there are other customers there. Covert Bee Cave, 86 service bays. They will fix up your car and get you on your way because your time is important. It's valuable. 
And uh, yeah, they know you've got places to be and things to do. So covertbcave.com is the website. I don't think it's covertbcave.party, unfortunately, but covertbcave.com. That is the website if you want to check them out. Trey, you are muted, so I will cut you off before you even try to start talking. Hey, real quick, can I ask you, because Justine just said that my mic sounds off today. I just reinstalled the audio mixer that I was using a few months ago before it was at Covert B Caves. Does my, my mic sound okay right now, or is it this, does it sound a little bit off? Sound fine to me, and I have not seen a text or a YouTube comment that says otherwise. So either you sound fine or nobody's listening. Okay, well, <laughs> hope it's the former. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Jack is asking, what's the shirt? It is uh, J. Roddy Walston in the business. It is a piano rock band that I found out about like 10 to 15 years ago. They're freaking awesome. And this shirt is really freaking cool, too. I get compliments on it all the time. So uh, thank you for noticing, Jack. Appreciate it. Yeah, nice tribute to uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, which is not happening right now, but well done there. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's in a full headdress. I think uh, I'm actually not going to say that because I don't know one way or the other. But Jay Roddy, maybe he's part Native American and that justifies it. Or maybe he just thought this is a kick-ass picture and wanted to put it on a T-shirt. There you go. That works. All right. Do you want to do where are we at in society now in hopes that we'll talk to Justin Wells in about 10 minutes? We are going to do that, yes. And I do want to tell the people about Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, because I had the pleasure of hanging out with our guy, Cooter, a.k.a. Steve, last night when we grabbed a meal at Mama Betty's. It was delicious. And then sat in his awesome seats at the HEB Center for the Texas Stars game. I was a punk bitch, BK, because I had to duck out early in the third period I was starting to fall asleep in my chair, though. I'm sorry. I'm an old guy. I'm not used to staying up that late, having to pay attention, much less have great conversations. And so uh, Kevin and I ducked out a little bit early, but Steve is awesome, people. I just get that in-person reminder of uh, just how great a person he is with other people. He values relationships. And even though Pest Wranglers is all about taking care of those pest problems, well, Steve is all about customer service first and foremost. It's why they have countless reviews on Google, Yelp, and elsewhere of the five-star variety. Plenty of great reviews to go along with that, too. And he makes sure that you, the customer, are satisfied by not requiring contracts or anything else. If you decide you want to cancel for some reason, it could be financial, it could be you unhappy with the service. One, let him know if it's a service, because that is a priority for him. But uh, if that, whatever the case is, you can cancel right there on the spot. No questions asked. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty confident that will not be the case. Go to PestWranglers.com. Find out more info also to contact them. And as we always talk about, Pest Wranglers is a proud sponsor of. Where are we at in society today? Right, it is your regular look at stories that show we as a people are headed in the wrong direction. Very occasionally will provide a story that gives you a sense of optimism that has you saying to yourself, hey, maybe we as a people are starting to figure something out. Today is definitely not that day. BK, before we get to today's story, did you have something to say about me ducking out of the Stars game a little early? Yeah, you can't do that. Come on, man. You got invited to the game and you left before the person who invited you to the game? You're breaking the rules there, dude. You're not allowed to do that. You've got to stay as long as... The person who has the ticket stays. 
I felt bad, but he gave me the reprieve. He's like, you look like you're about to fall asleep. I'm like, I am about to fall asleep. He's like, dude, you can leave whenever you need to. How do you fall asleep at a hockey game? There's so much action going on there, especially at that place. You're close to the ice. The cold is so soothing. It was an overtime game, too. You missed a great finish. The Stars won in OT. Look, I don't want to diminish any one game during the regular season because they're all important. They all matter. Every game matters. Is the I forget what the league is that used to have that slogan. But we're also talking about a minor league hockey game in mid-December. So I, that would have been a bit of a punishment for me having to stick around through overtime, if I'm being completely honest. Amazing. I love Amazing. Steve. I love Tom McKay. Every other hardcore St- Texas Stars fan out there, my family has a blast when we go to games. I don't want to be there in overtime. If it's a playoff game, that's one thing. But overtime, regular season hockey, hard pass. God, what if you just get there late and then stay to the end? I guess you don't want to do that when you're going with somebody else, right? You want to make sure you're in your seats when the game starts. We did actually take our seats just after Grand Rapids scored their first goal. So we lost. So you out. were late and you, what, this is the opposite of what Mac Brown wants us to do. You're to come late, be quiet, leave early. That's what you did last night. I'm sure you weren't wearing green. So you were literally over. You got to do that in the Mac Brown voice. If you're going to, Throw out a variation of his saying. Do you have a good Mac Brown voice? Probably not. I don't have a good anything voice right now. I sound like shit, and I keep butt-chugging tea, and it's not doing anything. Well, you may want to chug that tea through your mouth instead of your anus, then. That could be my issue. Maybe that's why it's not working as well as I want. I didn't think that through. Come late, be quiet, leave early. That's what I always say. There you go. <laughs> you you also sound like you were dying there. Is Mac okay? Someone need to check on Mac, make sure he's all right. If that's what Mac he sounds like. Do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Mm. You tell them to fire me. They'll still owe me tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. That's a great song that uh he sang with uh, Daddy Mac. He was the Mac dad and Daddy Mac was the other guy and they sang that song Jump. Do I have that right? Jump, jump. Mac, that'll make you jump, jump. Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, just got uncomfortable with those last two sounds. How about that? All right, I've I've complained about you. Feels. <laughs> I've complained about you long enough. What's uh what's your story today for where are we at? Ooh, complaints is the name of the game, BK, because apparently Gen Z is ensuring that they're all going to die alone because something called X has become very popular on social media where people are pointing out the reasons why they're disgusted by a date or a significant other. And psychologists are warning, if you start obsessing over the little things too much and break off every relationship because of one little thing, then you're going to find yourself... Uh, dying alone when it's all said and done. So have you heard of this ick trend? I have not. Um, no. Ick? Like, that's the word now? What are these, like, red flags? Red red flags, yes. But, like, not even really red flags. Let's call them pink flags, maybe? I'm not totally sure. But there are some obvious ones on there that are legitimate problems on these list of icks that I've looked up since then, things like smelling bad 
or pretending. By the way, I'm not. I'm not looking at the screen. So if Justin, oh, Justin's already here. Shit. No, we're we're gonna hold on to the story until tomorrow because <laughs> I have okay. no icks with Justin Wells, our uh, our longtime buddy who is taking time out of one of the busiest days of the year for him to uh, to have a conversation about Longhorn football recruiting. Yeah, and I also have to tell stories of my Tuesday night on 6th Street celebrating our intern Brock's 22nd birthday, and that feels like a perfect tie-in with the ick story because uh, he was there with his younger sister and their friends, and they were speaking a different language, dude. I, 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 I'm lost. <laughs> okay. I am lost. But joining us now, as you mentioned, oh, he just disappeared. For a second. So we'll make That's this good. a long... <laughs> He's doing the, the Chris Collinsworth slide-in today. Uh, our favorite, man. Our, the very first guest in the history of Trey and BK. You can find him over at InsideTexas.com. And by the way, because we all love each other, and as Justin Wells always says at the end of every conversation we have with him, nothing but love, I will promote the new Inside Texas YouTube channel. Y'all make sure to subscribe over at InsideTexas.com, but also, look, subscribe to our channel, but subscribe to the Inside Texas channel. Justin's on there, our old buddy Joe Cook, Eric Nalin, Ian Boyd, Scipio Tex, all the homies, all of our old friends from uh, the radio station days are now doing their own thing on YouTube as well, so definitely check them out. Jay Wells, what's up, brother? Kellner, what are you doing partying with the 22-year-old on 6th Street? How old are you now? Uh, 29 going on 80. Okay. You're okay. You're still in that. You're still in that range where it's not too bad, but buddy, man, wait till you hit those thirties. It's going to get a little bit tougher. It's going to be a little Trey, Trey can tell you. Then once you hit the forties, it's almost like, man, it, it's not, Hey, I'll go out for anything. It's, eh, I don't think so. Where are you going now? Maybe next time. He is some big steps closer to being what Chris Rock called so effectively back in the day, the old guy at the club. You're not necessarily old. You're just a little bit too old for the club. Yeah, it's border. He's okay right now at 29. He's okay. And he still looks like a dang baby. So it's okay. He's got the young face. He's going to shave soon. I'm telling you, it's okay now. (laughs) But once he gets into those 30s, he's going to start feeling it. He's going to start feeling it. Guys, it's so good to see you, too. Like, I can't tell you how happy I am when Trey asked me to come on and do this with you. Kellner, thank you so much for for promoting Inside Texas, the YouTube channel for Inside Texas. Man, we're doing a great – we love our start over there. Um, Thank you, guys. It's always good to see you. And always nothing but love. There you go. Amen. And yeah, I just, uh, you guys know you could grow hair on your chest. I just grew my first one yesterday. That's, that's very exciting for me. Uh, I'm I'm Armenian. So unfortunately, (laughs) and then some, yeah. Oh my God. All right, Justin, this is the busiest week of the year for you and probably the busiest day of the year for you as well. Uh, it was made even busier by one Ryan Wingo. It's official now. We don't have to stress anymore, but my God, what have the last like six hours been like for you trying to track this whole Ryan Wingo story? Well, if you if you tuned in at Inside Texas, you you saw my note last night. Um, uh, there was no worry about Ryan Wingo. And then this morning, I was actually talking to his dad, and uh, you know there was some stuff that started coming out about how his letter of intent had. And this was earlier. This was probably about eight eight thirty this morning. Some some whispers about Missouri making a late push. And I, I, I said I said, Mister Wingo, what's going on, man? And he said, What? Ryan's asleep. 
<laughs> I said, okay, that sounds like a typical, you know, 18 year old that, that's out of school right now over the Christmas holiday. And he's already graduated, matter of fact. So let that man sleep. Went ahead and slept till noon like a real one. But ultimately, it was always Texas. Nothing changed. Nothing changed last night. Nothing changed this morning. And nothing changed when he signed earlier today. Um, it was always going to be Texas ever since, <laughs> even before the commitment, it was always going to be Texas. And so a kid can't even sleep in anymore without people freaking out about his national letter of intent on this glorious national signing day. Dustin, you guys are so good at your jobs now and you keep people so well informed that even the things that were big surprises back in the day aren't really that big of surprises anymore. I guess there was some uh, there was a little bit of squeezing about Wingo, but ultimately folks felt good that he would uh, end up at Texas. The flip that happened between Texas and Alabama a few minutes ago, not that big of a surprise uh, with what we've known over the last few weeks now. For you, somebody who has been in this business as long as you have and is used to surprises, is there something surprising that, or that is a surprise to you that happens today or will happen a little bit later today? Well, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, we always still get surprised. No one's, no one's bigger than getting surprised. Brandon Brown, one of the top defensive tackles in the country from 2025, committed to Texas two days ago. Out of nowhere. <laughs> so we, we, we can always get surprised and we got to, you got to stay humble and you got to know that you got to fight for every, every, every inch. Um, we weren't surprised with what happened today simply because we, we checked in because listen, things change, especially, let me tell you something. You think high school recruiting is crazy. Portal recruiting, recruiting is like high school recruiting on, on, on hard, hard barbiturates, man. Like <laughs> it is tough. It can be something done in 10 minutes later. It's not only not done, he's not even going to visit. And then an hour later, he's talking to Lane Kiffin. Like, portal recruiting is nuts. And so if there are, some, you know, surprises, it's not even that. It's that you just have to stay informed. We got You have to stay checking in with your sources. You have to stay on stories. If you didn't have some sort of worry about Aaron Hampton flipping to Alabama on signing day, you didn't read the last three and a half years of Aaron Hampton recruiting news and insider information and reports. I mean, that this was his third decommitment in his fourth school. I think him and Jordan Elliott might be related. Um, but no, we can always be surprised. But if, if you check in with your guys, you realize, hey, this kid is just sleeping in. Or, hey, this kid feels like he can do a better job in Tuscaloosa. Or, you know, this kid right here could commit out of Melbourne, Florida, out of nowhere in the middle of the day. And then out of nowhere, Texas may be in a great spot for that UTSA transfer, Trey Moore. And that could happen at any time. So you got to stay on the ground and you got to stay grinding. We have to stay humble. Absolutely. Well said. Jay Wells, your thoughts on Ty Anthony Smith. Uh, you know, you guys have been all over this story at InsideTexas.com. The Texas A&M commit apparently making an announcement tonight, but uh, Aggie fans aren't so sure that it's going to be an announcement that they are going to like. How do you feel about the Longhorns' chances to get that flip today? You know what, man? This was one that there's more. There's a lot of it's not a big back story, but. There's been a lot more going on behind the scenes with this recruitment than, than I think people realize. I give my, my man Eric Nalin at Inside Texas a lot of credit. He, you know, he was pretty persistent since September. Like, hey, we need to stay on this guy. There's something here. Jeff Choate and the, that guy was building a great relationship. We just needed to stay, stay steady. I went and saw him during the playoffs. Man, 
Him and Justin Williams were the two best linebackers I saw in high school this year. Tremendous. Ty Anthony's a six foot one and a half, six two, two hundred five, two hundred ten pound edge, four star, got a linebacker rather. Got long, good wingspan, big feet, lots of room for growth. Um, Anthony Hill Jr. has been assisting in on this recruitment, and that tells you something: one, about a freshman can come in and play early, and two, you're letting a freshman handle a recruitment. That tells you a lot about Anthony Hill and this culture in Austin. At the end of the day, guys. I think Ty Anthony, it, it, it's war on him. Yesterday, him and I caught up yesterday afternoon briefly. He told me, look, I, I'm ready for this to be over. This process has kind of wore me down. I'm going to be happy when it's over. Then he decides to go at 6.30 in the evening, which, boy, you, <laughs> if, if I was that anxious, I'd probably want it sooner. Uh, but that's going to be that's going to be something everybody can tune into. Be at InsideTexas.com. We're going to have coverage of it as well. I like where Texas sits right now. But the, the, there won't be a surprise if he goes with one or the other. I, it's going to be Texas or Texas A&M. That's how it's going to boil down. And I wouldn't be surprised with either one. Hmm. Ty Anthony is one of those kids. Once he committed, he really committed. Like he really bought in. Uh, and, and so it, it, it's hard for some of these kids. For some to decommit, it's nothing. For some, it's really tough. It's like they're going against their word. And so I remember when Mike Elko was hired, Ty Anthony liked the hire, you know, a defensive guy coming in there. But Ty Anthony's always told me the same thing. I want to play with an elite defense. I want to play with defense that's elite. A&M has lost a chunk of that elite defense. They had a really good defense they've had over the last few years. Texas, on the other hand, has turned into an incredible defense. PK, tip of the hat. And so I think that has swayed this more than anything. I don't want to veer too far off path here, Justin, but A&M has lost a lot of guys in the transfer portal over the last couple of weeks. And Evan Stewart entered his name into the transfer portal last night, too. Do you think he is a serious target for Texas? And ultimately, does he end up in Austin? Uh, you know, anything can happen, okay? The por portal recruiting is fluid, okay? Anything can happen. I just don't see a, I don't see a scenario where Texas and Evan Stewart merge. I don't think that that's going to happen. Now, again, anything can happen, especially in the NIL era. Anything's possible. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if Evan Stewart went back to College Station, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't a, a, a negotiating type tactic. Listen, Evan's a really smart kid, okay? He is a marketing little guru. He's got over a million followers from TikTok to Instagram to Snapchat to Twitter. Evan Stewart knows what he's doing. He's savvy in this department, just as good as he is on the football field. Would he look good in burnt orange opposite Jonte Cook, you know, like back in the day? That would be amazing. But I just realistically, I don't I don't think Texas is in this one right now. That could change. I'm going to keep prefacing that because I've seen stuff. I've seen how things can shift really quick, especially in the last two weeks. With portal recruiting, it seems this cycle, it's different than the past. But Evan Stewart in Texas right now, I just I don't see a scenario where they get together. Thank you for clarifying that. Now back to recruiting. This Texas class is a top fiver in the country. Perhaps it's low-hanging fruit, but is Colin Simmons the most important player in this class? And what makes him so special at defensive end? Uh you'd almost have to say he's he's you have to say he's he's the most important. Um 
because he's the most talented. He's the, he, he, he comes in the highest rated at the biggest need position, that edge, even though we saw a lot of growth this year in 2023, Ethan Burke and, and Baron Sorrell and those guys. Colin Simmons, um, he's a huge get because he's going to have to play pretty early. Now, he's going to get a little bit bigger in the britches, but he knows that. He's ready to work. One of the first things he said after that back-to-back state ch- state championship on Saturday night, he told me, we're going to the SEC. I got to get bigger. I got to get stronger. Like he's got that kind of mindset. And so, yeah, I think you got to give him the, the the credit as being the, the the bell cow. You know, five minutes after he committed to Texas during the summer, he was calling recruits. First one he called was Kobe Black. He says, mm-hmm. your turn. And the truth be known, Kobe Black committed a few weeks after that. It just didn't go public for six months. <laughs> um and so, you know, Colin Simmons is important because it's at a need position. But, man, they covered some holes in this in this class. Yeah. I mean, they really did. They added some strong developmental offensive linemen. They added imp- three impressive defensive linemen. They could add one more before, before you know, this cycle's done, which ends in February, technically. Uh, they went nuts in the secondary. I mean, safeties. This team needed athleticism at the safety position big time. Derek Williams, the, the kid from Jurassic Park, was the only one in that in that bunch that, that really had that twitchy, you know, dynamic type play, explosiveness. <laughs> Here comes Jordan Johnson Ravel and Xavier Fulsane. Like these guys are 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 incredible. And so Kobe Black on one side, Santana Wilson, that's a kid nobody is talking enough about. Watch his film. Out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Desert Mountain High School, Adrian Phillips' son, former All-Pro NFL safety for the Arizona Cardinals. Santana Wilson is light on his feet. He has got some Samari role, uh, Malik Muhammad to his game. That kid, it looks like he's been born to play uh, in the secondary. He's tremendous. I don't think people are talking about him enough. This class is gonna could end up being number four, as high as ranked as number four, uh, when, when everything is said and done. And so Colin Simmons has a good chunk of the reason to do with that. But really, I think it's this really strong finish and special season Texas put together. Yeah, Jay Wells, I know we're talking mainly about high school recruiting because it is National Signing Day for high schoolers. But would love to get your thoughts on the two transfer additions that Texas has added this uh, to this point in the offseason. Uh, Andrew McCuba, speaking of the secondary, a guy who uh, should make an impact in this Texas secondary. And also, Ma- uh, also Matthew Golden coming over from Houston to uh, fill a void that could be there at wide receiver, assuming all of Texas's top receivers head off to the NFL. Your thoughts on what the Longhorns are getting with uh, the two transfers they brought in? <laughs> two home runs, man. Let me tell you something. Sark is is good at the portal. <laughs> he doesn't take two. He doesn't. Ever since the Jaleel Billingsley and Ajay Hall duo, he hasn't missed on the portal. That's that's almost two years. Like, and he just did it again. Matthew Golden's going to fit into that Xavier Worthy role. Uh, he's got similar speed. He's a bigger guy. He's got a bigger body, a bigger catch radius, and also adds dynamic uh, playmaking ability in the kick return game, special teams game. And so Matthew Golden's going to fit in that role. And that's a guy that, you know, you guys follow recruiting. And, and, and I know Trey Reed's inside Texas. We were talking about Matthew Golden during the recruiting cycle two years ago out of Klein Kane about this is a guy you probably need to go get. But, but I think Texas chose Brennan Thompson instead. So he gets two years of nice seasoning and strength conditioning at Houston, becomes all conference. And now he's going to do his thing in Texas and Austin as a junior. I love the golden pickup. I like the Makuba pickup more. And mainly because John A. Barron is gone. 
This guy is going to the NFL. He's going to be drafted in April. And he is important as Tavondre Sweat was, not only to the defensive line, but to the defense as a whole. John A. Barron is right, a, a notch right underneath him, if not beside him, for how important that guy has been. Makuba can do that. You talk about versatility. This is a kid that can play that star, that nickel spot, but also manning both the, the field and, and the boundary safety positions as well. Very smart. I remember this kid during their recruitment. You know, he was always kind of sold on Clemson, it felt like, even from early on in his recruitment. But that's a local kid from LBJ. He's got a relationship there with the Texas high school relations coordinator, uh, Jamal Finner, former LBJ head coach. And so Makuba made all the sense in the world. Matthew Golden makes all the sense in the world. And I don't think they're done in the portal. I think they, they, they could very well nab a pretty good edge in the near future. And I think... They may even still look at receiver and best player available. Stay tuned. Mm. I love that. Love that. All right, uh, Justin, talking about the quarterback position, what do you like about Trey Owens? Oh, he's he's six five, and you don't know that till you walk up beside him. Like he, mm. you just don't. You know, sometimes you you're a little surprised by that. He's got a good arm. He's got a good arm that has gotten better over the last 12 to 18 months. He's really worked on his craft. He's filling into his frame, essentially. Um, I love him as a quarterback post-Arch Manning because I think Trey's a kid that can come in. He's, to me, a legitimate four-star. He's a kid that can come in, perform, develop, be patient, Instead of if you went and got a big-time five-star who, who wouldn't want to play behind Arch Manning, would probably portal after a year because he, he didn't get the opportunity he thought he might get with Arch Manning there. Trey is more realistic about it, understands there's a, there's a, there's a, a role there. You know, there's almost a chain of command, so to speak, of, of a hierarchy of how things kind of go in that room. And I think Trey is very understanding of that, not to mention the dude put on a fantastic senior season. He has a chip on his shoulder. Actually, we were texting last night about this. He has a chip on his shoulder. And I told him, if you keep that on your shoulder, you're going to keep proving everybody wrong. The dude beat Katie in a huge playoff game, second or third round. I can't remember. I believe he was the offensive player of the year at the Houston Touchdown Club. That is a giant offer down there for the, for the folks of H-Town. I'm, I'm a big I'm, I'm a big Trey Owens fan on our on Inside Texas uh, live stream last night. We were talking about underrated guys. I, it was Santana Wilson for Eric, and for me it was Trey Owens, and we both agreed. Neither one of those guys are getting the flowers they deserve. Trey Owens, man, he does more recruiting behind the scenes than people realize, and he has more respect from the recruits behind the scenes than people realize. Hmm. Jay Wells, we got a, a listener question from our guy, Jake. I'm not sure if you could see that on the screen, but he wants to know more about uh, some of the early enrollees. It feels like there could be a ridiculously high number of those in this class, and also if any of those guys are uh, able to participate in these bowl practices between now and January 1st. Yeah, good good question, Jake. Um, yes, they can They can participate in practice. They'll, they'll go out there and they'll go through some of the drills and some of the things. They're not going – you're not going to see them likely – on the field actually hitting, uh, padding up. I'm not, I'm not sure if they even go that far, but I, I do know that they can participate. Guys like like Parker Livingstone and, and, and other guys, that there's a few others that have, have already arrived and, and are already participating. Um, there's 15. As I counted last night, Kellner, and I may, I may have to check again, there's 15 early enrollees out of the 20, I guess it's 21 right now, or 22 
uh, signees. Um, that's that's insane. Yeah, like it's such a sign of the times, and I swear I've said that to Trey when we talk about the the signing class every late December for the last five or six years. I feel like I keep saying it's a sign of the times that these guys are enrolling early. It's no longer a trend. It seems like it's more of the norm. And I know Sark is big on that. He is prevalent on grabbing kids that can enroll early. It's not just because they're ready to come in and and, and start working and and learning with a heads up. It means they're driven. It means they're self-motivated. They're focused. A lot of guys, they want to stay that that last part of their senior year, enjoy themselves, kind of unwind, recover, recharge, and come into college as a junior. Not these guys Sark wants. Sark Mm -hmm. wants the self-motivated. Sark wants guys that are hungry. Sark wants guys that want to make the other guy tap out. And that's why out of 21, 22 signees today, 15 are going to enroll early. That's the norm at Texas now, and I think players should expect that. Other than Colin Simmons, Justin, is there a soon-to-be true freshman that you expect to be playing at some point in 2024? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, yes, yes, I think. I got I got Rubble's going to ask me something real quick. Come on in because you're about to bug me. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a Rubble break. Um, that's the bulldog, right? <laughs> that's the bulldog. Of course, it's the bulldog. There he is. Rubble. You know, you, you know when you got a prospect when he got that dog in him. You got that dog in him. <laughs> no, who plays early in twenty twenty four? I think Colin Simmons will see the field. I think. Um, oh, Kobe Black. I think Kobe Black's going to see the field. I think that's a strong possibility, especially with Ryan Watts. You know, if, he, if he's going to the league, that's a, that boundary spot's going to need to be occupied. And, and they, that's that's one of the sales pitches for Kobe was, hey, look at that spot. We like you in that area at 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Phil Sime, the, the, the safety out of McKinney, plays a little bit early. Uh, it's going to be interesting what that safety room looks like after the playoffs. I think there could be a few more guys that either – portal or potentially go to the NFL. And so I think Phil Samay will probably have to play early. Um, On the offensive side, it's going to be interesting because those wide receivers are going to get an opportunity. Ryan Wingo is going to play. Ryan Wingo will probably be in the rotation. And I think he's going to be ready. That's going to be a fun development to see over the springtime. Uh, So, yeah, you're going to have a handful of these guys, but you're not going to have as much as that first and second class. And it's just because the depth at Texas is just strong. I mean, there is competition at every spot, guys. It, it really is a page, starts pulling a page out of Pete Carroll's playbook. You know, USC was renowned for rec- over-recruiting at every position because they wanted, Pete Carroll wanted so much competition where it forced the cream to come to the top every time. And now in the portal era, I think Sark has learned how to manage that. And with his time with the Falcons, he's got the NFL underneath in uh, NFL roster management type skills going on. And so uh, to me, I think it's just a smooth running ship that Sark has figured out. There he is, Justin Wells of Inside Texas, InsideTexas.com and that Inside Texas YouTube channel. Always great talking with you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us on the busiest day of the year for you. Hey, guys, I've missed you. Nothing but love. Holler at me. Let's do it again soon. Amen. More of these conversations hopefully happening sooner rather than later, my friends.
Ooh. There he goes. Good stuff. Great stuff. Hold on here. Let me get the right screen back. Is that you? Yeah, that's you, and that's me. Uh, yeah, love talking to Justin. Go uh, subscribe to their YouTube channel. Seriously, they're doing great work. Now make sure you're subscribed to us over here. Make sure you're liking this video today and all of our videos, please. We appreciate y'all. But uh, now this is a family, man. A lot of space in this water. Room for all of us to swim. Go, uh, go support our buddies at Inside Texas. Of course, go subscribe over to InsideTexas.com, but definitely check out their YouTube channel as well. And we're uh, hoping to do more conversations like that, hoping to do some sort of partnership with those guys because uh, they were a big part of our shows at the old radio station. And uh, we're hoping we can find a way to collab with uh, some of those guys at Inside Texas too moving forward. Yes, sir. Hey, I got to run for an interview based on the movie The Iron Claw that's coming out about the Von Erichs. So uh, you guys are going to chop it up for a few minutes until Chip gets here. Great show today, dude. The I don't know what the hell you just said, but good luck with the interview. The Iron Claw is about the Von Erich family, a very famous wrestling family who seem to be cursed based on the unfortunate fates that many of them have met. I'm talking to Chavo Guerrero, who... Played the Iron Sheik in the film. He is a wrestler himself and uh, was also the wrestling coordinator for this movie. And the wrestling action was incredible. I had a chance to watch it last night. So, yeah, it's really cool. And, uh, yeah, so you may hear that conversation, see that conversation before too long here. Good luck with Von Miller or whoever Yo, you're talking to. They went up to Chavo Guerrero, man. Eddie Guerrero was a legend. His cousin. Uh, yeah, he's, he's good. That's right. All right, later, guys. <laughs>